Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. Everybody has to figure out what works for them. You cannot look at another company and say, I want to be like that company and I'm going to do what they did because unless you're living it and your people are exactly like them, it just doesn't work. So I think it's, you got to look at the environment you're in. You got to look at the, the things, the, the influences around and what your genetic makeup is and figure out what works for you. And you have to be purposeful about every move you're making. Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting leaders who've built award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. In today's episode, John Duisberg sits down with Richard Kopelman, the CEO and managing partner of Aprio, headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. In 2022, Aprio was named the 35th largest accounting firm, the sixth fastest growing in the U.S., and a top 50 Glassdoor best place to work the only accounting firm in its category to do so. Naturally, we wanted to spotlight Richard's leadership on the great retention and dig in deeper to learn more about what his team is doing differently that's making such a huge difference for their growing organization. John chats with Richard about his definition of purpose, how much the company has grown over his 30 years with the business, how they're breaking the traditional mold of a CPA and advisory services firm, how they're combating the great resignation and practical advice he has for other CEOs and business leaders looking to do the same. We hope you walk away as inspired by this conversation as we did. Enjoy. All right, Richard, thank you so much for coming in to the Atlanta Tech Village today. Why don't we just jump in and and share with me a little bit about, you know, introduce Aprio, but also a little bit about the why. Right. And also, I'd love from you, from a leadership perspective as a CEO, managing partner about your why. Um, let's 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 jump in there. John, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here at Atlanta Tech okay. Village with you. Yeah. Uh, so from an Aprio perspective, the mission of Aprio is to be a premier CPA led advisory firm with thriving associates serving thriving clients nationally and globally. Uh, today, we're getting close to and approaching a thousand people with operations uh, up and down the East Coast, employees and partners across about 35 states. And uh, new next week, well, by the time this airs on April 1st, a team of 90 people in the Philippines growing to 150 people. Congrats. And our purpose is is to really just create client impacts. Uh, we have four pillars to our strategy, which is growth, create client impacts, creating a great client and, and team member experience, which you guys help us with at Cool Leaf, yeah. and, uh, and then making sure we have an infrastructure that is designed and in place to support the growth and those experiences and those impacts for our clients. Um, as me as a CEO, I've been with our firm. I know this is crazy because probably most people watching this don't know people like me, but I've been with our firm for more than 30 years. 30 years. All and right. uh, the business has been around for 70. And I took over as CEO a little more than nine years ago. And in that nine-year period, we've gone from 
a single office here in Atlanta at the concourse, roughly around 55 million in revenue in just that one office. And today, or by July 1st, we'll be probably 14 offices and wow. about 250 million in revenue. Wow. So quite a lot of growth in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. So a little yeah. bit, hopefully that gives a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's look. helpful. Um, you've kind of alluded to it and I know that the firm has just had significant growth. I think that I saw recently um, 35th largest accounting firm in the nation now at a global scale, right? But yet, so you've had this growth, you know, you know, almost thousand employees. But I think I saw you were the only accounting firm as ranked as a top workplace on Glassdoor. So, so you know, from what I'm hearing from other leaders, you know, when you have this growth, it, you know, the culture can suffer, right? Or you have challenges, right? So, talk to us a little bit about what what this growth experience has been like, and you know, has that impacted culture? You know, is that how, how do you guys are intentional about that? Yeah, so six, seven years ago when we put our 2020 strategy together, now we have our 2025 strategy, we were very focused on a number of things. One of them, as you you know mentioned, was culture. And we, we said at the beginning we wanted to be the best places to work. If the recognition came with that, that would be great. But that wasn't the reason we were, we weren't doing it to get our name. Just internally. We Just wanted internally. To, okay. we, we want to be a place that people yeah. want to, you know, we, we want to be a place people want to do business with us, both our employees, our partners, our vendors, our um, strategic partners, and our clients. We want to be a place that, that people are enjoying spending time. Yeah. We all spend a lot of time at work, right? Yeah. So we might as well have a good time while, while we're there. Yeah. And we want to do business with clients that we enjoy them and they enjoy us as well. So we started that out and part of it sort of happened when we changed the name of the firm from Alphabet Soup to Aprio six years ago, in that we wanted to bring that to life. And okay. so we've been very purposeful in, in the design of the culture with what we refer to as 31 fundamentals or the Aprio way. And it's not just names on the wall, like you have one of you, it says make it work, we, we, then make it we got, We got the cash, literally the name on the wall, right? Right, you have, you have statements on the wall. So for us, yeah. it's about the rituals, the day-to-day -day rituals yeah. that allow us to practice and live these fundamentals and truly practice them and talk about them. Culture for me is, is, is about the stories that people inside and outside the organization tell. Mm. And our fundamentals provide an avenue and a regular reoccurring cadence of people sharing stories yeah. with their team, with people we do business with. And so that starts to become the language that we're using around the firm. Yeah. And a lot of my friends and colleagues have asked me, so you're doing all these transactions. We've done 11 or 12 you know, the culture's got to be the hardest part. Right. And it's actually not been the hardest part. I think it's been actually one of the easier parts because we have a institutionalized methodology in place to just take it from one group to the next, to the next, to the next. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, you know, what, what, so a couple things just stood out to me there. One is stories, right? And because I know that, you know, you can tell me a lot, but, I remember a story, right? It sticks with me. Yeah. And and so, and then you said rituals. 
right? And so it's, it's like, you know, this is a, uh, you know, living out that fundamental, right? Telling a story about how that fundamental had an impact on a customer or a colleague. And so, so now when you have new hires coming in, they're hearing about these stories, right? And that's how, I don't want to take words in your mouth, but that's how they're becoming, bringing them to life. Right, these fundamentals. Is that am I am I kind of following you there? It's exactly right. Okay, I that's can, interesting. I mean, I can tell you stories I heard when we first started yeah. doing this to start to a story I heard two days ago when we had a partner meeting. Yeah, uh, and and that's exactly yeah. that's exactly right because right you remember you remember things that right. are passionate that are real that happened. Yeah, no, I like it because you know I hear from from a lot of uh, people. You know, it's. The core values at a company might be just a poster on a wall, right? Um, and Off so, how this. do you make them real, right? right? And I feel like you make them real by having them shared through a story of something happened in real life. You know, that's oh, this person had this encounter with this customer, and this is what that core value or fundamental, you know, means, right? And so then it's oh, that's what that means to me in my role, right? So I like it. Right. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it just. You know, sometimes it's, you know, it, it seems so complex, but it, it can, you just simple it down and it's, you're telling stories about living these out in the real world and real roles, right? So it makes sense. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And it's not, and the other thing is not top down. Mm. It's everybody's telling these yeah. around the organization. Yeah. The other thing that you mentioned um, was that you mentioned, you know, the, the shift to the name Apria, right? And, you know, most accounting firms that I'm familiar with, it's just a combination of the partner's last names, right? So even in the name itself, you know, there's a uniqueness there, right? And so tell us a little bit more about that shift. It sounded like your the leadership team decided, hey, we're going to be intentional about our culture. We want to be a best place to a top workplace internally. And the, the, the brand even shifted with that. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, like most firms, we were in business for 60, well, I shouldn't say most firms being in business as long as we were, but we were in business for 65 years. And like most firms, we were alphabet soup. That's what I, that's what I call it. Yeah. You know, we, were, we had gone from our names to the three letters, and we were just three initials, H-A-W. H-A-W. And we looked at it. I remember. That's yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we had, yeah. In Atlanta... We had phenomenal, that brand had phenomenal name recognition. Mm -hmm. As we looked at where we were going next, and we looked at a physical expansion of, of offices into new markets, and as we looked at transforming from a CPA firm to a CPA-led advisory firm, and our advisory revenue continues to scale at a faster pace than other parts of the organization organically, we, okay. we looked at it and said, how do we do that? Where do we get market permission? And also, every time I went to a new market to have a conversation with someone about merging, they wanted to know if Smith was going to be tagged on to our name, so we were going to be H-A-W-N-S. <laughs> Alphabet soup. Alphabet soup. <laughs> okay. And since we've changed the name to Aprio, that discussion has never happened. Okay. That question's never come up since we made the, we made the shift. That's just a byproduct of it. Right. But we wanted to be purposeful about you know, where we were going, how we were viewed. And so we have this you know, unique name that stands for head and heart. It was came from the Latin root word of cap and aria, the Italian song of the heart. So we changed some letters around, dropped off the C, 
And that's how awesome. we ended up with, with Aprio and our fundamentals all tie into the brand message. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is great, Richard. I have to, it's something that everyone's talking about right now. So I, I want to, you know, get your feedback on this, but um, the great resignation, right? So, or the great retention, the great retention, <laughs> you know, but you know, just, I'm hearing it from a lot of leaders, just how you retain talent is top of mind right now, how you attract talent. How has this impacted your firm? Is there any changes that you guys have made or, you know, just, I just kind of give us your experience when it comes to the great resignation or the inverse, the great retention, which is obviously what we're focused on. Yeah. I think we're all trying to figure this, you know, we're all working at figuring this out yeah. and what is the world going to look like as, you know, we come to an end of, you know, the pandemic as we've experienced it yeah. with, uh, with a lot of things being closed and restricted. In fact, I was with a friend of mine yesterday. He's in the travel business and he takes tour. He brings people from the U.S. on tour in Europe. And he said they're sold out. They can't even find hotel rooms. Wow. Um, so people are definitely starting to get, as we all know, get out more yeah. often. Yeah. Um, pers you know, from, from an Aprio perspective, we experienced very similar turnover between 2019 all the way through 2020 to so far where we are today. Um, yeah. It hasn't, for us, hasn't changed a lot. We continue to invest heavily in learning and development and upskilling and, and providing opportunities for our people and creating automation to take away the mundane tasks mm -hmm. so that our people can focus on things that are interesting to them and things that allow them to grow professionally and, and, and explore yep. the business world and not just sitting down and, you know, what I call pecking at a keyboard. And there's still a lot of work to be done in, I think, many professional service professions to get there, you know, get all the way there. We're working towards that every, every single day. Yeah. And again, investing heavy in, uh, in learning and development. And we were an organization that never over the past two years have said, okay, we're coming all back to the office at X date. We just never made those announcements. Lots of big companies, as we know, made those announcements and yep. then they dialed them back and then they made them again and right. dialed them back. Just, yeah. It was this circle. <laughs> and I just yeah. kept looking at it going, I'm just going to wait and see how this continues to unfold, you know, as, as this starts to come to a, to an end. And at least here in Atlanta, we've our lease was up, so we're moving space and we're shrinking it. We're going to a different format, more of something that looks like Atlanta Tech Village. Okay. All right. All right. Not quite, you know, not quite <laughs> like this, but you know, a lot of hub space and yeah. and a lot of uh, a, a lot of space where people can meet and collaborate. And you don't need to be there, you know, every single day. In fact, we don't have we don't have seats for everybody to be there every day. Right? Okay. So we're we're living that anticipation of being more in a virtual environment. And today versus two years ago, two years ago we had maybe 70 or 80 people that were working remote full-time. And now we're probably coming close to 200. Just full-time. That are full-time remote, okay. living. You know, we have people, as I said earlier, in 30, more than 35 states today. We yeah. only have offices in six. So was this a decision to kind of move more of a work-from-anywhere kind of strategy based on the, the most recently the pandemic and the Great Resignation 
or I believe you guys even had talked about this even before that, though. It's a great right? reminder for me. <laughs> so, yeah, about five, six years ago when we set down this, when we set down the path on our 2020 plan, yeah. we were talking about even then having an anytime, any, you know, anytime, anywhere work environment. And we put Zoom in and got rid of our phones before the pandemic. And we were already preparing and moving towards that as an environment for us yep. because our client base today and even four or five years ago, our client base is national, right. even though we you know, have offices in six states and our clients do business in and out of over 50 countries today. Wow. And they did then too. So we, we were already thinking more on a global scale. And so that's in, that's the environment we created. And then, yeah. Through the pandemic, more of our people got comfortable with having more remote people, and so we started hiring all over the, you know, all over the country. Okay, wow, and it's been it's been a great experience. Yeah, and and so so it's I mean it sounds like you were ahead of the head of your the, the curve there for sure in terms of just planning the work from anywhere, but but did that coincide with the decision around moving the name to Abrio? around saying, hey, we want to be part of this top workplace. And part of that is we want to have flexibility from a work from anywhere, or or was that separate? I'm just curious how those kind of came together. I think it was all put together as part of our 2020 plan, right? Okay. Change the name, become more, look more innovative, act more innovative, implement yep. the fundamentals, heading towards you know, being recognized internally as the best places to work, yep. creating an environment that we're we're not limited by a physical location. Mm -hmm. Start thinking more nationally and globally, and not and not as we don't have to focus just on the local environment we're in. Right. You know, that was all part of you know those four pillars of growth, creating the client impact, yeah. the extraordinary experience experience for our people, and making sure we have the infrastructure to support it. Yep. And I liked what you said around learning and development as well for, as a. I guess, uh, being intentional about, you know, the great retention versus the great resignation. It sounds like that's just something that has become a priority. Uh, it's, it's become a priority. We have, you know, a growing team in L and D we've launched some really innovative programs, yep. uh, earlier sort of middle of 2021, we launched something called the citizen data science program. And we've had our first cohort graduate of 30 people. We have, I think, two or three more cohorts in process right now okay. where we're teaching people not to program, but to identify and understand where the work that they're doing can be enabled through technology and how to identify those opportunities and bring the, the development team in to put it in place. Yeah. And and bringing the organization and our workflow forward in a more modern, in a more modern way, which is not typical within my profession. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking this sounds more of a like a tech company, you know, or something along those lines, right? Which which is a compliment, by the way. Well, you know? Every company is a tech yeah. company. Yeah, and people who right. don't think that That's a great, I love that. Yeah, yeah pe people today, and I don't care what profession or work you're, you know, what industry you're in. If you don't think you're a tech company today, you need to rethink it, right? How do you think digital data automation first? You can't throw people, especially in this environment, 
right. in the great retention environment. That's right. You can't throw people at everything because 30 million people left the workforce. Yeah. So you can't throw people at problems. You have to throw other things at. I like it. I like challenges it. today. Richard, we could we could dive into a lot of topics, um, but I want to wrap up with, you know, just thinking about, you know, you've you've had, you know, you're you're leading an amazing company, you know, Aprio, nearing now a thousand employees. You've gone through this whole pandemic and and the great resignation retention. Is there any any advice to other leaders, CEOs, managing partners, even in the industry, that you can share that they can just practical advice that they can go out and start having an impact, a positive impact um, with their organization? Well, the first thing that comes to mind that everybody should be focused on is making sure that you're, you're thanking your people. And we were talking earlier before we went on about, you know, yeah. it's not just about putting money in the paycheck. So, you know, the work we're doing with you guys in Cool Leaf and being able to reward and and, uh, and recognize our people is really helpful. A simple so thank you goes a long way. Hopefully you don't mind a little plug there. <laughs> um, you know, look, practical advice is everybody has to figure out what works for them, right? You cannot, um, you cannot look at another company and say, I want to be like that company yeah. and I'm going to do what they did because unless you're living it and your people are exactly like them, it just doesn't work. I was with, yeah. a, I was with another CPA firm recently and I, I handed them our 2020 strategy document from seven years ago. And I said, here it is. So, but in today's world, in this environment, I wouldn't write that plan today. I wouldn't follow it. And even if I did, I don't think I could execute it today yeah. if I had to execute it for the next five years. So I think it's, you got to look at the environment you're in. You got to look at the, the things, the, the influences around and what your genetic makeup is and figure out what works for you. And you have to be purposeful about yeah. every move you're making, right? What, how are the, the dots getting all connected to get to that end, end game? And you, know, you gotta have your BHAGs, right? You gotta set your sights high yeah. and just go for it. And, yeah. don't, and don't let little things stop you and don't get wrapped up into every little detail, right? I mean, you gotta, Think like a tech company. And and what I kind of been drawn from that is, it, you know, it, you got it has to be your authentic self. It can't you can't just look at another company and say, hey, that's going to be our culture, right? It has to. People will figure you out really quick if you're not authentic with your own values and your own culture, right? Well, and I've experienced that before, where I see people who say, you know, do this because it's going to result in this for us, mm. versus. Here's why, and you started with a question with why Aprio, right. right? So why are we going to make these changes and moves? What is it and what's in it for you? You know, change is great, but you go first, <laughs> right? So change is good. Yeah. So I've got to go first as the CEO yeah. and all CEOs have to go first. And then other people will, will look at it and go, okay, I like that behavior. I'm going to model that. Yep. And it's got to be for a reason. Not just, I'm not, you, you can't do something because you want to be on a list. People see right through it. Yep. I, f I feel like in, in tech, it's all, oh, you know, what did this company do? What did that company do? And you can get caught up in that versus who are we? And then staying focused on that mission. So I really like it. Richard, thank you so much for spend, spending a few minutes with us uh, today. Really value your insights and congratulations on all the awesome growth at Aprio. And, 
super excited that we got the opportunity to sit down together. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to uh, be here with you. Always yeah. great to come to Atlanta Tech Village. Absolutely. That wraps up another edition of The Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero and the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people-first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. Now go be people first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today. HR professionals, thanks for listening. As promised, this episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM and coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI.